It's time for the PowerMizzou.com podcast with interviews and analysis of your Missouri Tigers. Now, here's your host, Gabe DeArmond. Welcome back to another week of the PowerMizzou.com podcast. It is the middle of football season, so of course we're not talking about that at all this week. We are talking Missouri basketball. Um, Missouri, for the record, does play Idaho this weekend in football. The only thing that could come out of this game that would be newsworthy would be a loss and uh, all hell breaking loose here in Columbia more than it has. So It's homecoming, though. Doesn't that mean more? It's homecoming. People are coming home. Uh, So, yeah, come on home, watch the game, and we're going to talk basketball. Missouri plays Kansas this weekend on Sunday, an exhibition game in the Sprint Center. And ground zero for Missouri and Kansas has always been Kansas City. And we want to bring in Sam Mellinger from the Kansas City Star to talk about it. Uh, Appreciate you, Sam, taking some time before you uh, fly off to immerse yourself in the black hole this evening. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. So uh, first question, um, what is the reaction from people in KC? Obviously, uh, your readers, a lot of Missouri fans, a lot of KU fans. I mean, overriding reaction when this thing came out last week. I mean, dude, it's just completely split down party lines, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, sort of the one thing that everybody has in common um despite what you may have heard over the last five years about how it's no longer a rivalry or, right. you know, uh, Kansas people don't care about it or whatever. I mean, the, the overriding reaction, right, is just like excitement. And, you know, I think you saw that in the ticket selling out in like three seconds, you know. Um, but it just, you know, it, it kind of has rehashed a lot of the, like, kind of to me and I'm sure to you, uh, tired arguments about, you know, Mizzou leaving and Bill Self not wanting to play the game anymore. And it's like 2013 all over again or 2012. This coming out of the, did you have any inclination that something like this was coming down the pipe or was this a total surprise to you? Uh, It was total surprise. Yeah. I I had no idea. Um, I had absolutely no idea. Uh, I do remember um, after, um, so, so the day, I guess the day that it became official, the day after the, the news broke, but the day that it became official, mm-hmm. um, KU had their, their media day. And, and I went down there, and, um, and Bill Self had mentioned, um, I talked to him kind of off to the side, and he had mentioned this idea that his dad had about, you know, after Katrina hit in 2005 or six, whenever that was, of, you know, having a game, every college top level down and every high school playing one extra game and putting all that money toward hurricane victims. And I actually remember when he said that I'd forgotten about it, but when he said that, I remember him mentioning that, you know, like 10 years ago or whenever mm-hmm. that was, but I'd totally forgotten about it. And that's kind of the Genesis of, of the idea. Um, but anyway, no, I, 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 <laughs> I was shocked. And, you know, my first reaction is like, okay, is this like his way of, um, you know, starting the rivalry? again Mm -hmm. and sort of his way of saying like uh you know not admitting a wrong you know just softening his stance a little bit yeah yeah but apparently that's just not (laughs) in the cards at all it'll have to wait till he's coaching in oklahoma city or san antonio or whatever right and like let's get this clear everybody kind of understands now like this is bill self's decision not to play missouri this this really it, it it doesn't go uh to anyone other than bill self right yeah, there's no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and and the thing that I always like 
literally, it, I shouldn't keep laughing at it because I've heard it a hundred times, but the thing that always makes me laugh is when Bill talks about, like, my superiors at the university. He and, has no superiors. Uh, you know, I know, right? Like, <laughs> come on, man. If he wanted the game to happen, the game would happen. There's, there's absolutely no question. He wanted this exhibition game to happen. It's happening. If he didn't yeah. want it to happen, it wouldn't happen. And it- – you mentioned the, the hurricane thing with his dad, and you were there, and, and you talked to Bill. So, uh, I, I mean, do you believe that that's – hey, do we believe him? That's the genesis of this, and he just wants to do a good thing. And, I mean, the the laughable part of that press conference was that it has nothing to do with Missouri. Of course it does. And even Bill, I think, Absolutely. admitted, hey, this is how we know we sell the most tickets for it. Yes, yes. I, I think when he said that, it didn't come out this way, um, but I think when he said that, he meant – this has nothing to do with us starting a regular season, okay. yeah. uh, you know, rivalry with Missouri. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. I think he probably looked at it like, you know, he wanted to do this thing, you know, honor his dad's idea. Um, and it's a great idea, by the way. I mean, I absolutely a lot of other schools that, doing that it should now. happen. Well, I mean, I mean, the, the uh, every level, you know, okay. high school, yeah. junior college, that kind of I mean, that is an awesome idea. Um, you could have a rotating charity. Um, every year. I mean, I just think it's an amazing idea. But anyway, um, I, I think that's the point he was trying to make is that this hadn't, we're not going to keep, we're not going to start playing Mizzou now in the regular season. But I think in his mind, Bill is very aware of, you know, how things are going to be perceived. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that in his mind, he probably thought, okay, I want to do this. It's my dad's idea. Um, but there's no way that we can just play like Northwest Missouri State or Washburn or something like that, you know, how petty would that look? If, if the whole thing is about charity, you know, you kind of have to play the team that's going to raise the most money. Does the fact that's that that's the part that absolutely has to do with playing Missouri, 100%. Yeah. It, the fact that Michael Porter Jr.'s here and Missouri's kind of on the upswing, is that just a fortunate timing, you think? Or, I mean, obviously, if it's based off the, the hurricane stuff, that probably doesn't play anything to it. It's just a lucky bounce for everybody involved that there's a little bit of momentum for Missouri now that the last few years might yeah. not have been there. No, yeah. Uh, how'd you say it? Fortunate timing. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that if, you know, the team was, you know, if this was Kim Anderson's second year or whatever, and the team's going to be terrible, I think they probably still would have done it. I, I'm, I'm less sure about this than I am that Bill is not softening his stance on, mm-hmm. on making it a regular season game. But I, I do believe that, that, um, that the Michael, you know, the, all the energy and, you know, at least in my, whatever it's worth opinion, like earned, optimism and Mm -hmm. and uh and excitement around that program yeah fortunate timing is a good way to put it talking with sam mellinger from the kansas city star and uh, so conzo martin said yesterday and michael porter jr said yesterday hey when the ball goes up this is a game we're we're playing to win did you get any feeling from from self i mean are they gonna now i understand kansas only has eight guys that can play anyway so it's not like he's gonna gonna put a bunch of backups in necessarily but did you get the feeling hey this is we're playing this it's like a regular exhibition i mean we don't expect people to be diving at other people's knees or anything but both teams uh, i don't think you can charge 200 dollars a ticket and have a glorified all-star game where people are just dunking and shooting threes all day yeah it's it's weird right because they've had um what like both schools are probably about the same number. They probably had like 10 or 11 practices or something. Right. And, you know, neither school is going to have, you know, their offense really in, I don't think they're going to run stuff. Um, You know, my my sense is that it it can't, and I didn't really, during most of the player availability, I was talking to self kind of off to the side. So I did, but 
for a little bit, the little that I was in on that, they were kind of downplaying it. You know, it's fun to play basketball. Basketball um, that comes directly from Bill. You know, I, I think he's playing it down a little bit internally. My sense is just a total guess. If you're asking about what kind of game it'll be, um, I think that it'll be a lot more competitive with 10 minutes left than it is with mm. you know uh, 15 minutes left in the first half. Like I, I think maybe it'll be approached a little bit as sort of a you know I don't know glorified pickup game or you know just an exhibition but at some point when there's 20,000 people uh, you know seeing something that they haven't seen in in five six years uh, with all the energy and hatred and and everything else around it I think it's got to pick up. Uh, Have has anyone heard anything is it going to be split like kind of like Mizzou Illinois where it's like Gold and then orange. Is it going to be cut in half? Are they all just kind of mingled in there yeah. in the sprint center amongst each other? That's my assumption. Um, I haven't asked that question specifically, but um, you know, when, when those games are right, you know, like when both of those teams are competitive, I, that is such a cool setup. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know there's some some football games that that kind of do something similar, but um, I hope that's how it is. Uh, yeah, I, I think that'd be really cool. But they're going to try. I mean, I don't think that um, at least the last I heard, there's not going to be bands. Right. And cheerleaders, um, but they're going to wear game uniforms. Um, and, you know, my understanding is that they're going to make it try to look as much like a real game as possible. I think, I don't know this for sure, but I think that they're going to give, <laughs> I think they're going to give guys, you, you mentioned that KU has eight scholarship players. I think Mizzou has nine, right? Um, and uh, I, I, think I think they, they actually have, the guys like, they're, they're like 11 or 12 this year. They actually have a full roster or pretty close. Okay, 13, okay, yeah. okay. Well, I, I think they're going to give guys, seven fouls you know oh, yeah. I, I don't think they're going to foul guys out because you, you said it i mean if, if you're paying 200 or whatever for a ticket and michael porter jr fouls out with eight minutes left <laughs> in the game right. like what are we doing here right exactly so um just sam kind of give me just your override i mean like you said this this kind of brings up all the old memories i mean you grew up around this rivalry kind of like i did um you know mm-hmm. what? Are, what are your memories of Mizzou KU? Really, really, what sticks out? And and I don't know if you're like me. Like people want to make this. Hey, we want to play them in basketball, but we want to play them in football too. I don't even care about that. Like Mizzou Kansas is a football rivalry. Outside of one year, it's never mattered enough for me to get all that excited about. This has always been right. a basketball rivalry. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And the other thing about the football part of it too is just logistically it makes less sense you know you only have three non-coms mm-hmm. and you know you, you have a lot more to deal with in basketball you have a lot more room in the schedule but um i mean <laughs> mizzou ku is and look like we're all biased right from from where we grew up and maybe people in kentucky would talk about you know the rivalry there with louisville and kentucky or you know my mom lived in in durham for a long time and you know obviously there's a big rivalry there but to me it's the best rivalry in the country and I know I'm coming up from a very biased point of view because this is right. where I've lived my whole life. But um, just uh, the history, you know, going back all the way to the Civil War, and, you know, the fact wh- – what other rivalry, um, you know, kind of encompasses a city the way that it does Kansas City? And think about this. Like, it in some ways, like, determines where people live. Mm-hmm, you know definitely. what I mean? Like, the, the state line goes down the middle of the road, and there's a lot more KU fans uh, on, you know, the west side of State Line Road than – and, and a lot more Mizzou fans on, on the east side. I mean, it's just – it's such a big part of here, of, of Kansas City. And, you know, my, my biggest memory um, – I don't know if this is lazy because it's last year that, that they were playing, but um, 
Mizzou and KU, when they, the, the first game that year uh, was in Columbia. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, I think, the day before, was it Saturday? I think it was the day before the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl that year was in Indianapolis. And I was in Indianapolis. And my boss was telling me, like, you're sleep the Super effing way. Like, I got to go, you know, I got to go watch this game. And I thought that that was about as good, you know, as intense of a regular season college basketball game as I'd ever see as loud as it could ever be, all those things. And then the second game was in Lawrence. I happened to be on my honeymoon. I got married that year. <laughs> uh, and so I had to watch that game, um, you know, from, from my hotel room, basically. And, and I remember, like, going into that game thinking, you know what, that's cool. Like, I already saw the game. You know what I mean? Like, I already saw, like, the most intensity. It, it can't be louder. It can't be, <laughs> you know, more incredible. And then, holy shit. Yeah. Like then, then all that happened. Yeah, I and mean, then just being completely like not heartbroken. That's overstating it, but just bummed when KU lost. Was it to Baylor? Did they lose to Baylor? Yes, in the yeah, yeah. Of the Big Twelve tournament that year. I mean, that that would have been. That's the game I really wanted. Yeah, I mean, I've said since that day. Like anybody that thinks these teams shouldn't play, put in the tape of those two games because oh those are absolutely yeah. as good as sports can get if you don't care who won. Yes, hundred percent. Absolutely, 100%. It, uh, so, in your mind, that, uh, kind of going back a little ways, is, is it still just for for Coach Self not wanting to do this series, is it still to him just as simply as them leaving for the SEC? Yeah, I think that um, there's no way to know for sure, but I think that there was a way for Mizzou to leave the conference in a way that Kansas would have perceived – you know, in a way that they would continue playing the game. Mm-hmm. In other words, what, what I'm saying is, uh, um, you know, administrators feel like Mizzou lied to them and said, you know, we're not going anywhere. Don't worry about it. And then, you know, the next day or the next week or whatever, we're gone. And and they felt, yeah, they, they felt lied to. They felt, um, I don't know if taken advantage of, that's probably not the right phrase, but um, they just didn't like the way that it happened, or at least that's how they say it now. Now, uh, in a different reality, if Mizzou was just, you know, telling, uh, I even forget, was Shane the, yeah, Shane was the AD. I can't even remember who was the AD at the time. But I, I think uh, it so. was, I, I'm not sure if he was there yet, but. Yeah, whoever. Like, if Mizzou was telling the KU administration every single phone call that they ever had um, and, and then left, now, would that make a difference? I don't know. They say it would, but that's, again, there, there's certain things that people say that you believe 100%, mm-hmm. and there's certain things that people say that you're a little bit skeptical of, and I, I just I don't know the actual answer to that. It, and it is worth pointing out, KU has now played, after this year in basketball, every other team that left the Big yeah. 12. And uh, KU, in the same situation Missouri was in, would absolutely have made the same move. There's agree no with question that? about it. And I, there's no question about it, but then my second thought is like, Nobody needs to see that football program play in the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> well, frankly, right now, nobody needs to see this one play in the SEC. But. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, you know, if if KU had its – if KU could just make up its own reality, I think that it would have rather gone to the Big Ten than the SEC. But, you know, your, mm-hmm. your point remains true. I think your point remains accurate. And, and the other part of it, too, um, I mean, I guess we all have different ways to look at it, but – 
you know, to me, it was Nebraska and Colorado that, that kind of got it all started. You know, they're, they're right. the first ones out the door. Um, that's who, if I was going to be bitter about the league breaking up, and in some ways I am, I guess, because, you know, I'm a child of this conference, right? Like even mm-hmm. back in the Big Eight. Um, and I'm just sad that the league's not what it used to be. But to me, it's it's more about Nebraska and Colorado. They got it all started. I mean, it's really about Texas, but, you know. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Circling right. back to but this. I, you know, uh, like Texas is, is looking out for it. So I guess they right. all are. But, right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Circling back to the game, what what's kind of your expectation? What are you thinking you'll see just from Kansas, how good of a team they have this year? I know they're always loaded, always picked to win the Big 12. And then Missouri with the Porter Jr., Jonte, and the guys they brought in, the, the excitement's a lot higher around Columbia now. Yeah, no question. I mean, I, you know, I think that um, if we're, like, handicapping or analyzing the game, I, I think that a game on October 22nd, is that what the date will be? Um, Something like that. Yeah. You know, certainly favors Kansas. Yeah. Uh, you know, Devontae Graham is a fourth-year college player, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, 22 years old, I assume, or whatever. Uh, and, you know, Missouri is obviously, like, a, a lot younger. And, you know, if nothing else, and look, like, I, I know KU's got – you know, Billy Preston and, you know, they've got some newcomers as well, but I just think a team that, you know, has been together a little bit that has Devontae Graham, uh, you know, certainly has the edge when there's only going to be by that time, 12 or 14 or whatever practices. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I still think it'll be sloppy. Nobody's going to be running, um, running offense. Um, I assume it'll just be kind of man to man. And I think there'll be some dunks, you know, where like unchallenged dunks, like those NBA breakaway second quarter, like I don't want to pick up my third foul right here, uh, some stuff like that. But um, I mean, it'll be fun, man. I mean, I, that <laughs> um, if tickets, I wasn't sure. And, I mean, this is me just being an idiot, obviously, but <laughs> I, I just wasn't sure if it would sell out like <laughs> as quickly as it did. You know, I mean, those tickets aren't cheap. And I know, yeah. I assume that people can write them off on their taxes or whatever, but you know, still like those are not cheap tickets to watch an exhibition game. And so I wondered maybe they'd have a thousand empty seats or whatever, but um, you know, just the fact that those things sold out as quickly as they did and didn't even get to markets, you know, there, there were right. whatever's left after this, we're going to sell them to you and you never got a chance. So the place is going to be, freaking rocket i mean it's going to be a big 12 championship like atmosphere i would expect and last thing i assume you and every person who is employed by the kansas city star sports department pretty much is going to be there on sunday i yes that is mostly true but gabe like i am uh i'm not going to be there i am so like uh uh so my sister lives in oakland okay and uh so I'm going to the game right now. Um, I'm going to be at the game tonight. And then my family's flying out tomorrow. Uh, you know, my wife and she's going to bring the kids. And we're going to hang out with my sister. And, um, I was on the Southwest website. Like, should I change it? Like, get back, <laughs> get back at like one or whatever. But uh, I just, I, I couldn't do it. Vahe will be there. And yeah, I assume everybody else that, that gets paid by the Kansas City Star will be there. But, <laughs> well, they- uh, you know, just makes it worse. There's no like TV option. I can't. Like, no, TV that's not true, better. actually. Uh, you probably are in the car on the way to KCI, but Missouri told me this morning that they are working on finalizing pay per view and expect to have something by the end of the day. That's awesome. I'm in. Do you know how much it'll be? 
I do not know. My guess would be somewhere around thirty dollars, but uh, no, yeah. that is the extent of the information I have. But uh, yeah. appreciate it, man. And hey, I listen to you a lot on eight ten. I listen to your guys' podcast after the game. I really should have told you at the beginning. Like cursing is okay on our podcast. I'm I'm impressed <laughs> you got through twenty minutes without doing it. <laughs> yeah, usually usually the the f bombs come out after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam. Have fun, man. Enjoy Oakland, and we'll talk to you down the road. Thanks, Sam. Okay, cool. Thanks, guys. All right, have a good one. Sam Mellinger, Kansas City Star. And, like, look, I, I was giving Sam some crap on direct message. Like, uh, our next guest, Marcus Denman, who we're going to call here in just a minute, I told Sam, hey, we need to bump you up five minutes because we're getting Marcus Denman on the phone. And he said, that's awesome. He's my favorite college basketball player ever. <laughs> I said, hold on. Missouri fans think your 150 favorite <laughs> players ever all played for KU. So this is breaking news. Here. Yeah. But, no, Sam. It's hard not to love Marcus, man. Yeah, that guy, yeah. it's just something bad especially when it comes to this rivalry but i i mean look we want to have sam on because like and i wrote about this this morning like kansas city this means more there than it means anywhere else if you're going to do this this is clearly where you have it and uh you know i get that there are a few people on either side that don't care and don't want to do this but this is awesome i mean and like we talked the timing couldn't be better with what's going on at missouri and then the sprint center is such a perfect facility to do something like this i mean that's one of the best basketball venues in the country i think it's it's yeah. awesome it's going to be people are going to get to go down to power and light and pregame and do their thing nothing like drinking at 11 a.m on a yeah Sunday. i mean hey you gotta love it and then yeah the the victors will get the spoils afterwards maybe and, and the losers will say it was just a practice game. Right. we didn't care <laughs> All right, now we welcome in, hey, if you're going to talk Missouri-Kansas basketball, like, there's a few guys that you have to talk to from the Missouri side, and and uh, we want to bring in Marcus Denman, who I, I think if you ask anybody under about the age of 25, what do you remember about MUKU, they're going to say Marcus is a one-man comeback, and, and I, I'm sure Marcus would say it was not a one-man comeback, but uh, in, in 2012, Marcus, uh, first off, can you kind of update Missouri fans on what you're doing? I know you're playing in Greece. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the name of the team you're playing for, but you, can you kind of let everybody know what you're doing these days? Yeah, well, right now, I'm, right now I'm in Greece. I'm playing in Athens. Uh, the name of my team is Panathinaikos. And um, so, to actually, today we have a game here in about three and a half hours. So, I'm just kind of chilling out until the game. And you guys are like eight hours ahead of us, so you play at like nine thirty at night over there, huh? Yeah, we uh we actually have the late TV game tonight. We play at uh, it's actually nine fifteen actually. So okay. yeah, it's, it's six o'clock here now, and uh, hopefully we can go in and get get us a win tonight. <laughs> All right, now we'll we'll ask you a little more about your team and about playing over in Europe uh, in, in a few minutes. But want to start just when when you saw the news that hey, for the first time in five years, Missouri and Kansas are going to play, even if it's an exhibition game. Being a Kansas City guy, what did you think about that? I mean, I thought it was great, especially since it's going to be in Kansas City, and you know, a lot of the fans have been been asking for that game, and they they definitely would like to see some of those. Some of those some of that rivalry and some of those matchups, especially with uh, with the anticipation on the Missouri basketball year that they're gonna, you know, that's coming up. A lot of people want to see that, and I think it's great. I I know you're busy doing your career out there, but do you follow kind of a little bit? I mean, you're talking about the anticipation. Are you looking forward to this season Missouri's coming up on with Michael Porter Jr. coming in and the chance they have to 
Have an exciting year. Yeah, I, I always follow as much as I can, whether it just be by box scores mm-hmm. or even if it's checking to, checking to see what's going on later if, if the game is too late for me to watch. But uh, definitely, I'm excited about it. I, uh, I know a lot of excitement going on around the program. Uh, you know, Coach Martin, this will be his first season and – uh, like it, like like a lot of other, like a lot of other people, I'm really excited. Hey, do you know Conzo Martin at all? I mean, did you cross paths when when he was coaching either Missouri State or Tennessee, and you were here? Yeah, I know him actually. Um, he he actually coached. He was one of the assistant coaches for me with USA Basketball when I okay. was on the USA Basketball team in college, and uh, I know a couple guys that played for him as well as we crossed paths. Uh, I came up to Columbia a couple times this summer, and I got to see I got to see him, and uh, I got to see a lot of the guys. You know, they they've been working. Coach Martin, he's really been uh been on those guys about changing that changing the image of hard working. Uh, I remember one one time this summer I came up there, and even the coaches and assistant coaches was outside running hills. So, you know, uh, that 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 shows a lot about his character and about what his expectations are for his players. We mentioned the last time that uh, that Missouri and Kansas played, at least in Columbia, and obviously, I mean, that that game still is brought up to me by fans all the time. is is one of their favorite memories of of Missouri basketball. Just just kind of give the fans take us back to those last three minutes when all of a sudden it looked like the basket was about eight feet wide for you. <laughs> well, you know, um, we both were two of the top teams in the country being uh, Missouri and Kansas that season. And uh, it, was a, it was a lot of hype like it always is surrounding the game. And, you know, me and, me and the rest of my teammates, that, that, that was our senior year. And we realized that would be the last time we played at Mizzou Arena uh, as well as that would be the last time we played that season due to, you know, the teams and football and different things leaving the, leaving the league. So, Everybody was everybody was very very excited and uh we you know it was something we wanted to do for the fans and for each other. Uh we know Kansas always has a good team and you know we felt like we were one of the best in the country so especially at home. We want to we want to protect our home turf and uh they they started off well and I think we just stuck together and I was fortunate enough to make some plays going down the stretch the last minute or two there. Now that it's been a few years, I'm interested to see if you'll uh, what your memories of this is. But I've had a couple of guys that played on that team with you tell me basically with with a few minutes left, Frank Haith called a timeout, and you more or less went into the timeout and said, "Give me the basketball." Do you do you remember that at all? Um, yeah, Coach Haith was. I thought Coach Haith was really good at putting us in situations where we could be successful, and. Um, he, he had a he had a set that he drew up. Uh, I believe it was my first possession where I, where I scored my maybe it was a two. I think I got an and one. I'm not sure, but uh, he he kind of created that situation for me and spread the floor. And uh, I had the confidence in myself, and my teammates had the confidence in me as well. And you know the rest is history. And uh, you know what can I say? You know a lot of people dream about moments and situations like that. And if you're just able to take advantage of it, then, you know, it's an amazing feeling. And then when you played at Kansas, Phil Pressy got fouled on that last play, right? 
Uh, I mean, they didn't call it. You know what I mean? But if if I if I, when I look back at it, I definitely seen a, a a few whistles swallowed there. But you know, um, I think the same thing. People can can argue a couple bad calls at our place, but you know, you got to play the game. That's one thing you can do is complain about officiating because at the end of the day, it's just the excuse. Uh. I think that we couldn't we couldn't let it come down to that one play. We mm-hmm. were up 19, I believe, in the second half. Yeah. Against Kansas, my uh my last game there and you know, I never seen Allen Field have so quiet. You know, it, 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 I still have that memory of how the, how the game felt being played up 19 in Allen Field house and uh I really wish we were able to to finish that game the way we started, but you know, that's how it goes sometimes. How much were you guys looking, wanting to play Kansas in that championship game of the SEC or the uh, sorry Big Twelve tournament that year? I know Baylor beat them. Was that is that something you guys were pretty excited about? You thought you had a chance, or you just I mean you play whoever you play? No, we were, we were definitely planning on it. You know, Kansas. Oh well, I won't say always, but they usually reach the finals mm-hmm. of the tournament. And to be honest. We we were so locked in that we were prepared to play anybody and uh, win that, you know, in Kansas City. We mm-hmm. felt like Kansas City was home of Missouri, of, uh, of the University of Missouri. And even though Lawrence is a lot closer to Kansas City, it was my home. It was Michael Dixon's home. It was Steve Moore's home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we just felt like that was home. So for us to be able to play at the Sprint Center in Kansas City, Missouri, you know, we wanted to take care of business and – you know, I think we were locked in no matter who we were going to play. Talking to Marcus Denman, former Missouri Tiger great. And, and Marcus, I mean, you, like you said, you're in Greece now. You've had a chance. I, I think I saw to play in China. You've played in France. I mean, these last few years, getting the opportunity to, to really see the world, uh, you know, how much ha- have you enjoyed that? And, and what's it like uh, playing over there versus playing in the States? Well, I, I really got to enjoy it. You know, when I first left, to be honest, all I knew was the NBA, and I, I didn't uh, – after being drafted, I left to France my, that next year, and I didn't really know what to expect. You know, everything was new for me. And now that I've been – now that I've been playing over in uh, Europe this long and different places, I got to, you know, experience seeing a lot of different things, meeting a lot of different people. And uh, the biggest thing I could say is for basketball – whether whether your goal maybe the NBA or you know whether it can be playing Division One college basketball, I feel like I'm just fortunate fortunate for basketball to be able to be my job every day and mm-hmm. let it be something that I I can do to provide for me and my family because it's something that I love to do. Do you still you know have have that dream of of playing in the NBA, getting a shot there, or, or are you pretty uh, settled in and and just uh, happy where you're at? Well, I'm definitely happy where I am now, but uh, you know that's always that's always a goal of mine. Uh, I feel like as far as talent and as far as being capable, you know, the NBA is always there, and you know I look into it this summer. But it's just about opportunity and situation. You know what I mean? Some some guys you have also <laughs> at this level, it's about your bank account. So <laughs> if if it's a situation where where the money is correct and the opportunity is right and it's a guaranteed situation then I visited 
If not, you know, I've done well for myself in Europe. If it's if it's not a situation that I can entertain, then I, I definitely would come back to Europe and finish playing my career here. Uh, either way, you know, the most important thing, like I said, is taking care of your family and as well as doing what you love. How how much, Marcus, do you keep in touch with those, the guys from those teams? Michael Dixon, you mentioned Kim English, Steve Moore, guys that you played with that last season. You, you keep in contact with them pr- pretty regularly? Yeah, I do. Um, I talk to a lot of guys. Some of the guys I talk to them daily. Some of them I talk to them, you know, not as often, but I keep in touch with pretty much everyone that, that I played with when I was there, especially for my class. You know, we were a tight a tight group, and, you know, I, I'm happy for a lot of those guys. They're doing well for themselves. They're, you know, still being productive men and brothers and fathers and different things like that. So, uh, you know, that's pretty much that's pretty much it for, for, for those guys. But I, I definitely keep in touch with them. Last thing for you, Marcus, and then we'll let you run. Uh, how much longer do you think you want to play? And, and I mean, what are your plans after basketball? Do you, do you think you stay over there, or do you want to come back to Missouri? Or uh, no, I definitely, I definitely be back in uh, in America when I'm done playing. Well, you know, I, you never know, but that that would definitely be my uh, that definitely be in my plans. Uh, you know, to be honest, this is only my sixth season. Yeah, you know, it seems like forever, and I am a vet now. But <laughs> yeah, you, you seem you seem like you're old, man. It seems like it's been a long time since you were here. Yeah, it seems like it's been a while, but to be honest. In basketball, if you can stay healthy, and I pray I can stay healthy, and I'm fortunate enough to have a have a long career. So, you know, uh, seven, six, seven, eight more years, if I can, you know, that 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 definitely is my goal to to play and do what I love for as long as I can. And afterward, uh, you know, I'll start to visit. I start to visit that, but I know. Uh, I'm in, I'm definitely going to be into some type of business, real estate, uh, something I've been doing. So maybe when I'm done, I can continue with that and continue to build my business. But, uh, you know, right now I'm just taking it, you know, year by year and day by day, enjoying what's going on now. Well, good deal, Marcus. Appreciate your time, man. We'll let you uh, rest up and uh, best of luck tonight and this season over in Greece. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. All Thanks, right. Marcus. Thanks a lot. Marcus Denman, former Mizzou Tiger. And, uh, look, we talked about it a little bit with Sam. I, I've got a hard time really thinking of an individual performance that was better than that one in the history of Missouri basketball. The only two – I mean, Clarence Gilbert put up 40-something one time in a mm-hmm. triple overtime game. Thomas Iowa Gardner State. had a really big game, Thomas I remember. Gardner had 40 in the Moody game, I yeah. think. AP had 43, but they lost that game. I mean, when you combine everything of the opponent, the, the stakes, yeah. and the fact that, I mean, they were down six and mm-hmm. he won that game. That was being in the arena. And I know, it, I don't know if I've ever been at a louder basketball game until like Sam and, and Marcus both said, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe Allen Fieldhouse about a month later. Which was crazy because Marcus was exactly right. It was dead quiet in Allen yeah. for a long time. And then it just. It, that comeback started. It just exploded in that place, man. It's, it is it, so loud. It, it is, and like, look, I wrote this this morning, and I know people listening to this are going to get mad, but like, <laughs> it is a damn near religious experience to watch a Kansas Missouri yeah. game in Allen Fieldhouse. It is, 
it, it, it's it, and that to me is the shame of these teams not playing anymore. There are people yeah. who never never got to experience that who don't understand like when you say no, they're not our rivals. We hate them. Like that's a legitimate thing. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I still think eventually common sense is going to pre- prevail in this play, thing. But. but yeah, it is a shame that there's been what's it five years? I yeah. guess now of people not able to go over there and check out that game. I mean it. It was. It's totally the, the environment's crazy. the The intro I remember with all the papers and tearing them up and throwing them up yep. and all the, the intro video they played. They played the Simpsons. Yeah, video and I stuff. think they did yeah. that like every year. Yeah, I I, I forget. It's the the grandpa, right? It's yeah. Homer's dad yeah. saying something about I. It, it, you, I forget exactly what it is. You can find it, but yeah, Grandpa Simpson is. Uh, Besmirching the name about of Missouri, nine states because he'll never count Missouri <laughs> yeah. or something like that. But yeah, I mean, you know, hey, this is fun. And even if they do play again, it's never going to be the same. Like it's a non-conference game. Mm-hmm. And how long do you go? I, I remember when I did the story on moving to the SEC, which was right about a year ago. I remember talking to to Mike Alden and Gary Pinkle, and how many? How long do you go before there are people that? Like, they don't think about that. They don't care right. if it's restarted because they've never known it. Right. Yeah. You would think it'd be a little while. I mean, because you got to have a generation of people, obviously, that remember it. People in their twenty mid-20s and up right. are all going to remember it. But if you wait, I mean, if you really, really wait a while, then, yeah, you, yeah, it could run into it. Hopefully, it doesn't get to that. I don't think it will. I think, I mean, they'll be back playing each all other every once on in a while. depends on how long Bill wants to coach. Yeah, I mean, how long has he been there? I mean, he got hired the same. Uh, he took he... over for Roy in, I guess it would have been 2004. Yeah, Roy's last right. game was the loss to Syracuse, yeah. which I think was 2003. That was when he didn't give a shit about North Carolina. <laughs> so, uh, in honor of Mellinger, we had to get one curse word in on the podcast. Um, All right, so, hey, basketball, we're going to be there. Uh, Joe Jasper's going up with me. Jordan Codner's going to go up with the uh, – uh, Camera. A, a camera, yes. <laughs> Couldn't think of the word. So it will be the most covered exhibition game in the history of Missouri basketball. Before then, look, it's a big weekend. They do play football. I don't mean to minimize it, but let's be honest, Brian. The only thing that can happen this weekend is a win. Like, if you right. lose this game, this is over. Season's over. We're, we're, the yeah. season's over, and we're covering a coaching search if they lose to Idaho. Right, yeah, definitely. It's, I mean, and, and they don't need it. I mean, I guess it can't just a win's good enough, I guess, because they've lost five right, in a row. Yeah. But they really need to put it on this team and it ought to be get kinda, it over. It shouldn't in the be interesting second in the quarter. quarter. Yeah, yeah. Just if they it, if they play offensively like they have been the last two games, I think they should be able to score on these guys every time. And the defense it, just get a couple stops. You would love to see like, look, even if they hang sixty and they win like sixty to thirty five, right? That's not good. Like no. you would love to That's see Missouri this State. team right. be able to stop anyone on defense. I mean, I was watching that Georgia game, and just as soon as as soon as they went down twenty four twenty one and Drew Locke threw that pick, I said, "Well, this game's over because they legitimately can't stop Georgia ever." Right. They early on they they geared up to stop the run. And they were did a pretty good job limiting that, but the, the wide receivers were just it's, running wide open everywhere. Yeah, and, and fr- I don't think Missouri's run defense is that bad. Right. They're past. They just get. Defense. I oh, mean, man. they have to ease off of that stuff because they have to help the secondary. And but yeah. when they ease off, they can't get to the quarterback. Right. And so the quarterback has seven seconds. I mean, I've said. And look, I'm I'm not a coach. Nobody asks me. <laughs> but I, 
I think the only thing you can do is just on every obvious passing down, I would rush six guys. Right. I would blitz on every single one and say, I don't know, if you get beat, you just get beat. But we have to try to do something to make them uncomfortable. Because they're completing passes on you anyway. So right. yeah, what's not the difference? isn't working. <laughs> right. Yeah, so 11 a.m. kickoff. Hallelujah. Yeah. Um, of course, then an hour later, we will be at Mizzou Madness, men's and women's, uh, playing. And then 3 o'clock on Sunday, the exhibition basketball game. And we are, what, three weeks from, like, real tip-off, right? Yeah, that weekend of the Tennessee football yeah. game. Iowa State comes to town Friday night, right? Yeah. yeah. And so um, just a couple notes. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit on the message board yesterday. Missouri's still going to have two, like, closed-door scrimmages in basketball. We believe those are against Wisconsin and Southeast Missouri State. Uh, mm. We can't cover them. Um, but, you know, may get some stats. Who knows? I, these are kind of a new thing the last three right. or four years, and the way schools tend to release information varies uh, every time. And then, once again, pay-per-view, there should be some news by the end of the day for those who did not get a ticket, who are not going to be in Kansas City, some way for you to watch the basketball game. Except so. numbers. You can't you can't watch it regardless, <laughs> man. We're about to find out if he if he uh, listens to the podcast. For the record, that was Brian Austin that said that, not me. Uh, so anyway, um, appreciate you guys listening. Next week, uh, I, you know, I guess we'll preview right. Brian's trip to Connecticut. Yeah, we will. Back to the uh, – the place where I was born, old Rotten Groton, I'll be close. So there you should go. Be fun. Um, the happiest person in America is that Brian volunteered to make that trip. <laughs> I did not force him to do it. Either way, we will be back next Thursday. Thanks for listening.